Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show, presented by Suburban Leisure Center on Olive, one mile west of 141. Now, once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. And good morning. Welcome. KMOX Home Improvement Show here. This is Scott Mosby. I am indeed lively on University of KMOX. Are you with us here? We got you, Scott. All right, I'm live. We have an interesting issue going on here. Internet comes and goes, broadcasting from my home. We have a COVID event. So the COVID event is down to internet. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. I am live. We have connection. We are up and running. Liftoff. And we have time for your calls. Phone lines 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. Toll free anywhere on the globe. 800-925-1120. 800-925-1120. My name is Scott Mosby. We have a guest in studio or likewise Internet Connected, Randy Pantano of Helitech. We'll get to Randy in just a moment as we get settled in. We have two hours today, and we are talking about your topics. Anything you like here on CAMWEX, it is 314-436-7900, It's been an interesting week. The temperatures are dropping, getting just a little chilly, if you will. And we can talk about that because old man winter's just around the corner. I would like for you to take a little bit of a walkabout around your home because now in these changing seasons, especially spring and fall, it's time to make sure your home is operating up to snuff, ready to serve because we need that shelter more in the winter. And it's important. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. And indeed, we have so many things to talk about around the foundation. Randy Pantano has given up part of his Saturday morning away from his work and his and his family. So let's see what's happening with Mr. Pantano. Randy, Scott Mosby here. Good morning, and thank you for joining us. Yes, good morning, Scott. Thank you for having us as well. Always enjoy our meetings. Well, thank you. I appreciate the uh, miracle of modern Internet and remote broadcasting abilities. Uh, Evermore now, uh, I didn't know uh, how important it was until I didn't have it. Uh, Randy, what are you seeing out in the uh, um, Helitech land, which pretty much, if you can hear my voice, you're in the uh, area of Helitech. What's going on out there? Well, we we certainly welcome this rain this week, as well as everybody else. Uh, had, a, had a couple inches, so that is excellent for our business. It's uh Funny how the same water could be so good and so bad for different reasons, but it's, it's certainly good for our business. So that that helped boost some uh, calls this week at the office here, and a lot of water issues, uh, cracks especially, uh, that we've been repairing. Uh, and then uh, the water, it, the soil has dried out too when we didn't have the rain, so we've had quite a bit of selling issues starting to come in now with cracks getting larger, uh, patio, sidewalk, section sinking, trip points, things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me about your concrete leveling. I know with the rain, the waterproofing, you know, the foundation repairs you do, I, I'm not sure people understand, you know, how deep the history of, you know, years back mud jacking, now poly jacking. I don't, I don't think people understand how deeply experienced Helitech is in this. Tell me more about this. Yes, we actually got our start in 1985 at Slab Masters, uh, simply a mud jacking company and grew to a multi-million dollar company we are today. Uh, and years ago, it was uh, almost an inch and five eighths inch hole, and, and uh, they call it mud jack, and it actually was a hard pan, you know, back in the day. 
Uh, and then they switched to more of a, like, for lack of a better term, like a brick mortar mix. It's a lime, uh, sand, a little bit of aggregate mix, but it really doesn't dry hard, but it fills the void and, uh, can wash away over time. And so now the latest technology, like you have with automobiles, you don't have cartridges anymore. You have fuel injection. Well, the latest and greatest in the industry is what's called polyjacking which is very similar to this great stuff spray foam in a can that people have used for years uh, uh, where it expands. And so we uh, can drill a hole as small as a, of a dime and pump this foam in there and it expands and uh, actually raises the concrete much more than the, than the mud jacking. And it does dry hard uh, where the other would not and will not wash away. And uh, we put a five-year warranty on it and eliminates trip points and uh, a lot of people have one or two slabs down or a sidewalk section down and uh, you go to replace and you got white concrete and Bates concrete and uh, it just looks terrible and and uh, now the inspectors are getting stricter on these trip points where our occupancy permits because they uh, certainly can trip uh, trip hazards over sidewalks and even your step you know being larger than eight and a half inches truck step up needs to be raised where the sidewalk meets the porch so we're doing all we can to uh working every Saturday with, with trucks trying to get it done in, before winter because we, we can't polyjack for the winter months, and uh, we're not sure we're going to get it all done and maybe rescheduling some for next year. But uh, that's really been a busy uh, season for us in, in that industry. How cold can it be when you can still polyjack with Helitech? Yeah, we, we, we get a week of straight cold weather, you know, one or two nights is going to do anything, but when it really turns for the worst here, you know, when you get freezing every night, we shut it down till next year. Uh, uh, the chemical just doesn't come out of the truck as, as much. There are hoses there. It, it, it really is thicker. And then the biggest problem is the the slabs actually stick to the soil when it freezes. And oh. so you're trying to polyjack and you can't get a lift because it's actually stuck glued somewhere or less uh, from the hard freeze. And oh. so... Uh, you know, we it's to the customer advantage and our advantage to meet the expectation by waiting uh, till spring than just trying to fill some void and not meet their expectation. Yeah, well, call, quality counts. I appreciate that, and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. happy to endorse Helitech because of that. So mm-hmm. it's interesting yeah. that the freezing soil, Randy, um, you know, as it connects to the concrete to the soil, that very, you know, it, it doesn't take a whole lot of connection for the, that many square inches. It's the same process that the polyjacking uses to carefully lift that concrete. It doesn't, yeah, I mean, what's the pressure involved in polyjacking? It's very low, is it not? Yes, yeah, it's low because the product itself, the chemical reaction expands on its own. Like you see in the great stuff foam, usually people put too much in and it expands too much. In fact, uh, we yeah. have, a, have the same issue there where it oozes out the sides of the porches and sidewalks and we, we cut the excess off just like you would with the spray foam and again and also put a five-year warranty on it as well yeah i found it interesting that uh you know how do you lift a 1000 or 2000 pound slab it's like well you know there's 1000 or 2000 square inches it only takes one pound per square inch to lift you know a thousand inches so i always found the physics behind polyjacking to be fascinating to me so anyway mm-hmm. simple true. pleasures for simple minds so that that's what yeah. i've got there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy, uh, as far as crack repairing, uh, you know, we go through 
all these changes, you know, we go to drought and then it goes to flood and then we get to an interim. All those pressures are pushing on the foundation, pushing in, drying out, shrinking away, footing, settling because of dry soil. What what are you uh, seeing in terms of uh, crack repair on foundations with all that we've been through in the last five months? Yes, yeah, there is. A, it's interesting with cracks because they will tell story. Uh, mm. If you know how to, how to read cracks, some are just normal shrinkage cracks. Uh, you get brand new homes, thirty days old, with shrinkage cracks in corners underneath windows. Very common with the, the concrete day to cure time, the the water to uh, aggregate mix, and things like mm. that. Uh, then you get uh, more of a diagonal crack where it has to do with more settling or bow tie crack, and you've got a sister one on the other other side of the wall or across the basement it's settling or you can have a bowing wall or you can simply have a horizontal crack about two feet from the top and, and big chunks of concrete coming out and people think their house is falling down and it's simply the iron rebar pop is what we call it when the rebar oxidizes it's not coated when they put it in and it's not mm. the dead center of the uh, farms and therefore oxidizes as it does it pops the concrete out and uh, it's uh, very alarming when people see that uh, then you simply have a, a, a lot of times a corner of a house popping off, and people think, oh, my gosh, <laughs> what's happening on? It's simply a corner pop where as they vibrate the concrete, they get it to go down to the bottom of the farm there. They, the, it doesn't get vibrated as much in the corners. It stays heated more there for a secure time, and you get what's called a corner crack, and then the corner of the foundation will actually pop off. Again, it's not structural, but it's very alarming. Um, the cracks will be V-shaped for settling as well, and, and they get wider over time, which has to do with, do with settling. Uh, sometimes you get the actual farm ties that hold hold the farms together uh, would leak. Uh, it looks like yeah. a whole new foundation, things, things like that. And uh, Years ago, we, uh, again, kind of like poly and, and mud jacking, uh, epoxy was the way to go. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. 50 years, engineers would say epoxy injection. And we did that uh, when, when we first started the business. Uh, what we come to find out is because it dries so hard, even harder than the concrete, if there's any type of movement, it can simply reopen again. Mm-hmm. And so now today we use uh, a couple of different methods. We uh, still use an epoxy, but it's a sealer that goes over the crack after it's grinded down smooth and clean. Mm-hmm. And what we inject is actually a urethane because it does stay soft, and it's similar to the, the foam. Uh, spray foam where it does it actually chases the water it's activated by the water chases the water out and it it does stay soft so it allows for some flexibility with the concrete Uh, so it's a combination of uh, epoxy sealer and urethane ejection and then uh, the next step is the the latest graves with this carbon fiber i mean it's the greatest thing to slide spread i used to say uh uh, bikes are made up golf courses space shuttles airplanes it's 10 times stronger and so you and yet so lightweight and so we yeah. take or another a bulletproof step. vest. We have we have the same issues with our military and our uh, you know Absolutely. men and women in blue. So it's the same Kevlar. Yes, exactly. The bulletproof vest is made out of that, mm-hmm. uh, and that's epoxy to the wall, and that really locks in that crack wall and reopen again. And we have a what's called a multi-directional carbon. Uh, you can have just a what they call a tic-tac-toe type thing, which is fine, but the multi-directional really takes care of all types of movement. And we epoxy that over after the. Uh, the urethane is injected. So it's kind of like a really, uh, Band-Aid, but it's a incredibly structurally sound Band-Aid. Exactly. It retorts the wow. structural integrity of the wall as if it's never cracked again. 
Wow, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Uh, well, we've got some phones uh, here, folks. Uh, if you've got questions for Randy Pantano, Helitech, any issues around your foundation, uh, windows, doors cracking, anything like that, we've got Randy here. Uh, you know, we've got him uh, locked in and ready to go. So uh, we've got phone lines open, 314-436-7900, toll-free, 800-925-1120. The topic today is you, your topic, getting ready for winter, how to prepare your home, and make that walkabout. Take a look at your your foundation look for any of those signs of anything just out of the ordinary uh randy again uh with uh two inches of rain i mean foundations leak i mean basically they're not boats they're not submarines they're made to hold up a house um what what can a homeowner do how do they inspect a home and how do they know when to call helitech you know actually you Believe it or not, if you can look at it while it's raining, you know, an umbrella, can you go out there and check your gutters that they're not overflowing, that they're draining away, water cooling in your yard. You can really tell a lot during the rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's the best way to, to really tell. And then you're going to notice, especially in the finished basement, I have so many times I hear the kids were down there with their shoes off and then their socks got wet and didn't realize they had a leak because the carpet was wet, things like that. Some cracks that you know are there that haven't leaked in the past can leak with the next rain for one reason or the other. Uh, but, but basically, you're, you're having it, uh, it, what's called effervescence left on a wall, which looks like a soap potter. Mm-hmm. And it's the calcium line left behind by water. It shows you that it leaked in the past, and there'll be uh, markings on the floor, et cetera. And then the finished basement, of course, you get mold when it leaks on the carpet and drywall and so forth. And sometimes that musty, damp smell oh, um, that yeah. you get, like a cave, you know, with the high humidity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people don't uh, realize that going down into a lower level, breathing and feeling that musty smell, you know, that's mildew, that's mold. And for some folks, you know, with respiratory uh, compromise of, you know, COPD, uh, any kind of asthma, allergies, that is potentially a medical issue. So, you know, it's hard to tie my foundation together with medical health, but... Boy, howdy, if, uh, you know, if you've got that musty smell in the basement and you have family members susceptible, that forced air heating and cooling will move that, you know, mold, mildew all around the house. It's a big deal, Randy. So how, how do you have that conversation with homeowners that, you know, this is more than just a foundation? Yeah, you're exactly right, Scott. What's what's downstairs is upstairs. It actually goes through the cold air return. What's called a stack effect, which is why you got roof vents and gable vents and so forth, because it comes in at the bottom and comes out the top. Yeah. And we actually have a product called uh, HydroBreeze, which is a commercial grade dehumidifier that will take up to 110 pints a day of water versus your regular one. It'll do maybe 30 pints a day, and the call freezes up, and then it shuts off because it's not emptied and so forth. And then, especially with this COVID, it's a combo unit. Mm-hmm. In other words, that it does uh, clean the air as well, the two microns, which means the mold spores we just talked about, bacteria and dust mites. So you've got an air combo air purifier and dehumidifier in the basement. Uh, blowing, recycling, and air, so it's cleaner going upstairs in your ductwork instead of the mold, musty uh, spores that can travel all the way to the second floor. Wow! Uh, and that hydro breeze, I mean, 110 pints. Uh, that's a that's a boatload of water, and and really, concrete does allow moisture to pass through it. So in a normal non-leaking basement, you may still have this moldy, musty smell, and you still may need a hydro breeze. I find that interesting as well. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. I tell people call us. I took the box up and it's damp, you know, but I don't have enough water to shop back. But they've got spots on the floor, spots on their cardboard boxes, and uh, it's 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 a very high humidity. And uh, our humidity is equal to three or four regular dehumidifiers, and they're they're always good, especially in the summer months. And then, of course, you need the humidifier in the winter uh, as well, which is the opposite on the furnaces. Hmm. Well, Randy, what is the neatest thing that you've seen happen? at Helotech in the last five years. I mean, you've been around for a very long time. You've kind of defined and, you know, become the industry leader, you know, in the area around the, my voice here on Camo X. Um, and some of the innovations, you know, uh, are, are interesting. Tell, tell what's the neatest thing that's happened uh, in your mind at, at uh, Helotech over the last few years? Yeah, I've, I've been in the business 18 years, Scott, and it's just yeah. incredible the the growth, especially of Yieldtech, how it just keeps growing and growing, and you, you think you can't uh, go any wider, and we widen our borders more and, and go into, you know, five states now. And But, again, the latest technologies that I mentioned is, is with the poly and the, the urethane and then our uh, our peering system, our steel products are from A.B. Chance out of Centralia, Missouri, local company close to Mizzou. Been around for 100, 100 years. Uh, our hydro uh, liner, our hydro wave product there for waterproofing. Uh, it's, it's, it's just been incredible how that works. 75% of it takes water instead of a little spot or hole in a pipe uh, that can clog. You can rock us a filter. This uh, is that fabric. Uh, that's used uh, actually around the world on ball fields, golf courses, et cetera, recreation. So uh, the biggest thing I've seen is just the, the biggest growth and the expansion of these products of the different places that it could be used at. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, mm-hmm. well, hang on a minute here. Uh, phones, mm-hmm. uh, phone lines are open, 314-436-7900, 800-925-1120. If you have questions about anything around your house, bring it on. I'm a little lonely here in this uh, studio, if you will, or home studio, 314-436-7900, 800-925-1120. Back to Randy Pantano of Helitech. Uh, Randy, the uh, crawl spaces, how crawl spaces have been historically built and ventilated and you know freezing pipes and all that stuff and mold mildew musty smell what uh how, how is the proper way to handle a crawl space for moisture mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned the hydro liner i found that interesting too mm-hmm. yeah there's two schools of thought old school and new school and and so many of us old timers way there's nothing wrong with old school you know back to the basics and, and etc and and that's all good, and there's a time and place for that. But actually, uh, new school is better with the crawl spaces. Now, what I mean by that is years ago, you wanted you actually vented your crawl space. Uh, you wanted it to breathe. And uh, that was the old school technology. You put maybe a 6 mil plastic down and, uh, mm-hmm. and just let it breathe because you would get the high humidity down there, and, and you needed it to air out. Well, in the uh, Summertime, you're taking that hot air in and trying to cool it, and vice versa in the wintertime. It's like having a window open. You're trying to heat your house, and you've got that yeah. cold air coming in, the mold spores coming in, everything that's in the air, and then you've got your your mold in the crawl space and so forth. So now the new school is to totally encapsulate the crawl space to put uh, up to, you can uh, put up to 20 mil white film plastic in the crawl space that will not puncture like the 6 mil well. And it's you like actually a swimming pool the, liner. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, and some roofing materials are very similar yeah. to that too today, yeah, uh, yeah, especially yeah. the white color of reflecting the, the heat. 
Uh, and so we waterproof them just like a basement. You're not breaking up the concrete floor. Of course, you're digging a trench around a perimeter and a lot of times lateral across the middle and putting our hydro wave product in, in the soil as well uh, to a sump pump system. And then encapsulating not only the floor, but the walls. And yeah. You can even insulate the walls with the foam board too. And then you want to insulate the floor, but you don't want to use the paper insulation, of course, because that'll attract the mold. Use strictly fiber. And then as we talked about the hydro beast for the basement, we have one for the crawl space that hangs from a floor joist and drains into the sump pump. And so now you've got a conditioned crawl space just like your upstairs, conditioned air, I should say, where yeah. it's the same temperature, just like you control it upstairs. And a lot of times these crawl spaces have the furnace in the in a crawl space. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some are upstairs in the closet, but a lot are downstairs. So again, your conditioned air space utilities are much more efficient. Uh, I had one more recently in uh, in Illinois where uh, she had nothing in a crawl space and we were expecting it. And the, the closet upstairs, her clothes were molded upstairs oh, because there was so much humidity in the in the crawl space. So it's, it's out of sight, out of mind. We don't pay much attention to it. But the new school way certainly is much better. It's conditioning airspace by total encapsulation, uh, drying it out with a dehumidifier. And that will certainly affect your utility bills. Wow, wow. Well, Randy, how do we get in touch with Helitech? Tell me how we phone and internet. Uh, how do we, when we need the white knights to come in and save the foundation, who, who do we call? Yes, you heal your home with Helitech at 1-800-246-9721, or you can reach us online at helitechonline.com. All right, Randy, thanks for taking up your Saturday morning. I appreciate your coming in and uh, uh, giving us the school and all that on foundations, slab uh, repair, and, and such. Uh, Randy Pantano, Helotech, 800-246-9721. Randy, thank you. Have a good day. Thank you as well, Scott. All right. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. Again, phone lines open. I know we had some technical difficulties at the top of the hour. We are wide open. I have all the phone lines ready for you. 314-436-7900-436-7900. Toll-free, 800-925-1120. Coming up next week, we have Hidden Truths About Remodeling reality shows hgtv all those various one scripts networks the various things why is it that real life doesn't really look like tv and that's that will be addressed later as we come back here on university of kmox 800 uh, 925-1120 anywhere on the globe 800-925-1120 or for those of you listening in the St. Louis area or the sound of my voice 314-436-7900 this is the Helitech Home Improvement Show sponsored in part by Suburban Leisure Center I am Scott Mosby thank you to Randy Pantano of Helitech for dropping in we'll be right back after this Yes, indeed. Back together. Home improvement. Uh, wrapping up hour one. Quite an eventful start here. Let's start out with my friend Joe. Hey, Joe. Good morning. Welcome to Cam Wex. And how can we help, sir? Oh, well, let's try Al. Hey, Al. Uh, wait a minute. Let's go back to Joe. My, pardon my fingers. Let's see what's cooking with my friend Joe. Hey, Joe. Uh, good morning. Welcome to Cam Wex on line two. How can we help? Yes, sir. You're on, I Joe. Call- yeah, and my call actually would be for potential volunteers. Next Saturday, October 31st, there's a okay. project going on that involves a renovating of a house in the near north side. It's a duplex uh, for some homeless veterans. Mm. Uh, and we're honestly lo- we're looking for some people to come out and swing some hammers. It's a full 
a rehab job, and every every one of us are volunteers. Uh, so, but we're look. We need about ten more people to come out to do some physical labor. And I know you've got such a vast audience. And there, uh, there's got to be people out there that got a little bit of time for some community service from for some veterans to help them. Uh, ho- these are homeless veterans that we're trying to put in some new nice housing. Sure. Uh, and it's, it's a St. Louis St. Louis project. Uh, and you know, if I could possibly get my number, if anybody wants to call for, but it's next Saturday on Halloween. It's in the near north side. I can give them the address. Uh, uh, you can you give us both the address to... and your phone, please, for more information? Because people will have questions. What do I bring? I'm I'm good at this trade, and yeah, please right. help us, Joe. Right. Okay. So, all right. Well, my my name is Joe, and my number is three one four five zero three four one seven zero. Okay. And uh, it's on Fairland, which is in kind of a rough part of North, North City. Uh, but I mean, that, we got to start somewhere, and this is where we have our opportunity to start. This is completely not for profit, uh, and, and, and again, you don't necessarily have to be skilled. Of course, if you got electricians or plumbers or drywallers or whatever that want to throw some time in, that'd be awesome. Uh, but this is a smaller project. I know Scott, you're the guy to go to because so many people listen to you. So again, Joe, I gave you the, the number. F- what's the house number there on Fairland, please? Do you have it? Um, actually, I, I don't have the exact number. I, I, can't, I don't want to get the wrong number on Farrell. But, sure, uh, sure. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll either get it to you via email next on Monday, or anybody that calls me or texts me, I can give shoot a text right back to them. What's and the phone it, number again, Joe? 314-503-4170. I'm with the St. Louis JC Foundation, so the JCs are involved in this. Nice. Uh, uh, but either way, uh, this is a long-term thing, but this is our very first attempt at it. So please help. Please so much. Thank you, Scott. Joe, God bless you. Thank I'll I'll uh, repeat this throughout the next hour, too. Thank you for your effort and leadership. Thank you. Right. For community for better, homeless veterans. Thank you. Amen. There we go. Okay, Cam Wex, you're on. Next thing is you. Uh, we've been involved in this for some years. So uh, uh, those of you that have do-it-yourself skills, those of you that have strong backs that can help on lifting or running, just, just carrying two-by-fours, anything that you can help with, uh, painters, electricians, plumbers, those of you that actually have those skills, those trades, bring it on. These are the types of things that can help the St. Louis JCs Foundation and Joe. Phone number one more time for building a duplex for homeless veterans 3145034170 I'll give it to you again here ready 3145034170 balls in our cart it's our turn let's uh pay it forward here folks let's go to the phone line see what's happening and talk with uh my friend uh, how about Mary hey Mary Scott Mosby here happy saturday how can i help hi i'm doing fine how are you Fantabulous. <laughs> As always. Yeah. Well, I, I have a mystery with my bathtub water faucet. Um, uh. for when I first turn it on in the morning, the water comes out as a tr- just a trickle. I mean, it's barely there. So I let it run a, a minute or, you know, maybe 10 seconds. Uh. And I turn it off. And then I turn it on and it's back full force. So... That happens every time it's off for maybe a couple of hours or something. But um, is it anything I should be concerned about, or like a blockage somewhere? 
Yeah, there's some sort of a blockage. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure what it is, but I've got a pretty good theory. Either way, it's going to require a plumber to come in, uh, pull that faucet apart. I suspect uh, O-ring or the the uh, washer, either in the shutoff in the wall or even in the faucet itself, Mary, um, might be loose. And when the faucet is turned on the first time, that washer, O-ring, whatever, flows forward and blocks the opening. And then after you turn it off for a while, there's water flowing around it and it moves more freely and it drops back to where it belongs and the water flows fine. So I would propose that either it's nothing, your house probably isn't going to fall apart. There's nothing, you know, amiss like that, but it's likely something's loose. And I would uh, call a plumber uh, and and ask that that faucet be uh, disassembled and and fixed. And if you're going to do that, put a new cartridge in there or washer O-ring. You just have them rebuild it because, you know, once you pay for the you might as well just, you know, add the $10 of parts and get your faucet rebuilt. Well, um, the access to the to the plumbing, he'd have to knock a hole in the wall to get to it. Um, I mean, if he has to do that, um, I mean, I guess the faucet can't just, it can't be taken off without going Is it a two-handled faucet? Does no, it have a separate single? No, it has a central... Um, knob that you pull forward to turn the water on. Yeah, usually all of that comes off from the surface. So all you have to do is shut the water off to that fixture and you're in pretty good shape to where they can just unscrew it from the top. I mean, most of these faucets are made that way. I think you're in good stead here, Mary. Okay. So the other question is, if I do nothing, will it get worse? Mary, I'm sorry. I'm running out of time. Uh, Can you hold the line? I'll get you next hour. Thanks. Back for more on CamoX. KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center on Olive, one mile west of 141. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, back together, hour two, lunchtime, home improvement. Scott Mosby, it is indeed top of the hour, middle day. We are talking about everything important to you here on University of KMOX. Uh, we have one more hour, and uh, stay tuned. A big afternoon here on KMOX. Phone lines open for you, 314-436-7900, toll-free, 800-925-1120. We've had an eventful start to this show. Randy Pantano joined us from Helitech in the first hour, and we are off and running. Let's go right to the phone lines now and see what's happening talk to my friend rick hey rick thanks for joining us and holding on for lunch how can i help you my friend hey scott thanks for the show i appreciate you hosting it for us for a long time my issue is my garage floor it's uh, developed a crack along what i think is the normal uh, stress relief that they put uh, in garages and if I look at the front of the garage, right behind where the garage door is on the sides, it, it looks like there's more of a gap now between where the, I'll say the footer is and where the, the just the pad of the garage floor is. I really don't know what's going on, and I'm open for advice. Well, number one, concrete shrinks, Rick, when uh, those thousands of gallons of water disappear from the concrete. Over time, that slab will literally shrink. And as it shrinks, as that water leaves that ready-mix, you know, sand, gravel, cement, um, 
it does get smaller and you get shrinkage cracks. Well, if you've properly prepared the floor, uh, i.e., you know, put a, uh, a saw cut or a control joint or an expansion joint, something in that weakens the concrete in a nice straight line, you'll get cracks through the middle like I think you have, as well as the slab will just shrink away from the wall. And, and all it's of that about, is uh, okay. It's about three or four, five inches from that crack on one side of the crack. Okay. Well, that, I mean, when you, uh, when you control joint that, you wind up with two rectangles, and the weakest part of any rectangle is at that corner. So there's some sort of a settling. Your slab is moving. That little bit of crack, you know, in that last five inches that's coming across, that there's some movement settling or whatever. It may not be cause for concern. Are you having any puddling or misalignment issues, or is it out of slope or, or flat or anything? Um, it, it, it doesn't appear to show that kind of problem yet, but I'm thinking going into winter where it freezes and maybe unfreezes and we've got salt and everything and i don't know if i need to do anything with that crack or just watch it for another season or so well i'll tell you what yeah well helitech will be glad to come out and look at it but my suspicion on this is it's just like a driveway and you know cracks from water point just like the salt you know and the chloride from the you know freezing snow from the department of transport uh, I would caulk those joints. I'd, I'd give it a bath um, and uh, basically let it dry really. In, in this time of year, I think I might just caulk it anyway with some just good, good quality urethane, you know, polyurethane gray concrete caulk and leave it at that so that you're not, you know, putting that salt and, and things around the edges. But I, I'm not hearing a problem here. It, it basically, it sounds like all the concrete finishing that went in when it was new, uh, uh, this is what it looks like when it works, frankly. Okay, so not not cracking where the actual expansion joint is, but uh, five or six inches on one side of that for, let's say, five feet, that's normal? Yeah, I think it's on top of the footing. What happens is that slab may not have fully been poured on top of the footing. Sometimes when the footing goes in uh, and we come in and put the concrete slab for a garage or even a basement floor, this is common. If you don't have enough slope, uh, then that concrete slab might be two inches above the footing and two inches below the footing to get the four inch thickness in which case that top two inches if you've got a straight line five inches or five feet long like that a few inches off i suspect you're exactly right it's just settled um and and it, it might be a good thing for slab leveling because there's some sort of support that's disappearing so it, it would I, I think your better choice is probably give helitech a call and see it may be not something for this season they can get to but you know i mean it, it's a free advice call so they'll they'll be glad to come look at it that's great advice scott i really appreciate it thanks so much for the show and and your advice today you're welcome rick don't lose sleep over this it's not your house isn't falling down and i applaud you for the preventive maintenance <laughs> well, thought that you're going yeah. through yeah we built it 25 years ago and it's it's been a, a faithful place for us with very little problem so i think nice. the people who did it uh, probably did a great job yeah, nice, nice. Thanks, Rick. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. 
Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Uh, my name is Scott Mosby. My day job is Mosby Building Arts. We've been around since 1947. Uh, the people that I work with keep me sharp and smart because they are uh, a lot more minds than me. And we love this stuff. We just can't help ourselves. We love discussing, debating, and, you know, this is the product for that. And uh, so, frankly, um, I describe it as a family business. The family includes our clients, our associates, our trade partners, everybody, because we're all trying to get this thing done the best possible way with the highest quality, you know, at a good price. So that's really where it is. And you know how brothers and sisters get at it. Occasionally we do too, but it's most definitely in the pursuit of trying to do a good job. Uh, Anyway, bring it on. We'll take the calls. Let's see if I can sneak another one in here for, uh, uh, how about Jonathan? Hey, Jonathan, good afternoon. Welcome to Camwex. How can I help? Uh, good day, Scott. Uh, in our first floor bathroom, we have a pretty standard uh, five-foot tub enclosure, steel tub, nothing fancy, sliding glass doors. My wife wants to replace that with one of these nicer, like a floor model soaking kind of tub. Of course, we were, we grew up with uh, cast iron things that are just beautiful if they're taken care of. But uh, as we've been looking around different places, we've been seeing a lot of the uh, some, some acrylic type tubs. Yeah. Can you... Talk a little bit. Give me your opinion about what those are. Do they last? You know, the durability, the quality, just what your opinion is on those. Well, I'm old school like you are. So, I mean, and and frankly, start with number one, nothing better than cast iron, porcelain, anything. Um, But uh, that being said, uh, sometimes it's hard to get those big replacement tubs in. Uh, it's still my first choice. I will tell you that uh, American Standard has a great one. Kohler has a great one. When, when I get into those uh, acrylic products, and they are more and more around, and frankly, when I have this conversation, some of the new manufacturers say, well, did you ever stick your bum down on a cold piece of cast iron in the morning in a bathtub? <laughs> Do you know what that's like? And it's like, with you know, with a piece of acrylic that stuff's going to warm up with the water on contact and you'll never have that so i mean i can't really deny that so i would say you know at this we use a lot of uh uh, americast and kohler and acrylic Uh, we do go with the brand names because when we get outside of the old standards we tend to get with the better ones and i like them much Mm -hmm. better than a steel tub I, I, I just don't, I'm not a big, steel sure, tubs are sure. an affordable way to get it done, but I would not shy away from a cast or, you know, a, a polycast or a acrylic just by to the top of the food chain of the products. Fiberglass is old school and just to be avoided. It's not, it's not ready for prime time like the new acrylic surfaces that are much more resilient. So the acrylic tubs, if they're properly installed, are uh, a, a decent choice? If you don't oh, want yeah. to mess with the cast iron, the, okay. Do yeah. they need a, a mortar bed or something to make them solid you as you step in and out of them? Okay. Yeah, just like a shower base. When you start playing with plastic, plastic can bump and move. And yeah, uh, it, yeah. and it's not high tech. I mean, basically, when I was learning how to set this 35 years ago, took a big blob of drywall cement, threw it on the floor, and you dropped the shower pan in there. What's that about? <laughs> it's like, well, it's sure, making up yeah, the gaps yeah. that you can't see. So, yeah. Okay. Well, you just expanded our selection choice then by not saying steer away from acrylic altogether because she had some really nice ones that she liked. I thought, I don't know about the quality. So ask Scott Mosby. He'll know. Well, one thing, Jonathan, when you get to the top end of the bubble tubs and the soaking tubs and the jetted, all that luxury end, they're all acrylic. 
You know, it's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. if I'm spending $5,000 okay. on a tub and they're you know, doing an acrylic material, uh, you know, I guess it there has to be some value okay. to it. So that's kind of how I sure. backed into it. Okay, just make sure we get a high-end one then, brand name. Yeah, yeah it's, okay. you know, when you get outside of your comfort zone, I tend to depend on others' reputations, you know, so that's kind of yeah. how I go about it. Well, I knew I could count on you for some good, solid advice, Scott. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your show every weekend, and uh, have a great day. Thanks, Jonathan. Take care. All right, back together here. We've got uh, one more hour coming up. I'm going to take a short pause and come right back. We've got some great phone calls, and you can be on next at 314-436-7900, toll-free, 800-925-1120. Scott Mosby having a good time again on St. Louis KMOX, and I'll be right back. All right, we are indeed Hour 2 Home Improvement, the Helitech Home Improvement Show here on KMOX. Lots of things happening here. Again, I want to reiterate a call during our first hour. Joe, who's with the JC's Foundation, building a duplex for homeless veterans in North City. Please, 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 if you have skills, time, or inclination, uh, bring your mask because you're going to be uh, learning how construction socially distance on this site. Call Joe, 314-503-4170. It's up on Fairland in St. Louis City, and this is our time. This is our turn. And uh, building a duplex for homeless veterans uh, on Fairland, St. Louis City, show up next Saturday, next Saturday. Any questions you have, you can call Joe, 314-503-4170. So anyway, that I'm excited to uh, share with you. I've been involved in many of those um, uh, projects. They are incredibly gratifying. And uh, the victory lap, when you see somebody move into that, Second to none. I mean, that's why we're here on Earth. Let's go see what's happening with my friend Al. Hey, Al, Scott Mosby here on KMOX. How can I help you this fine afternoon? Yes, good morning, sir. Thank you for yeah. taking my call. Uh, yeah. my, my question is the dark stains on my roof, my uh, asphalt uh, shingle roof. Yes. And I'm concerned uh, if someone tried to clean those off with a power washer, would that would be probably bad for the roof? Kind of, Al. Uh, Really, it just, uh, think of your roof as your car that has never been washed. So there's a lot of dirt. That dirt then holds moisture from the rain and the dew. And then you wind up with uh, this mold. It's like glowy and capsa. It's it's a long word for the mold. And it just turns black. What really changes that is basically bleaching the roof. So whether you use a garden hose or a pressure washer, it is not the pressure that will change the appearance of your roof. Uh, It is important to wash it. I use a broom, so I'll go up there with a garden hose. Uh, You know, the people, you know, that I'm involved with professionally, they go up with a pressure washer just because they don't, you know, they're two feet away from the roof with a big wide fan, so they're just using it to rinse a wider area than a garden hose can do. So pressure is not the answer. Pressure washer in the right hands can be a benefit, but basically you rinse all the dirt off, you give it a good bath with detergent, um, you, you scrub it with a, a plastic bristle broom, something that's not going to remove the granules from the asphalt roof shingles, and then you rinse it down and then basically you hit it with a one in three bleach solution. You just take chlorine bleach, you know, grocery store stuff, and you don't want it solid on there because that's pretty hot. That'll kill the plants down at the bottom. 
bottom of the gutter downspout, and then you just basically let that bleach sit on it. This is the same for uh, vinyl siding, by the way, or composite sidings. You're using this chlorine to kill the, the mildew and mold on there, and it turns it white. That's the good news. The bad news is as soon as that dust comes back, the moisture sits and the mold comes back. It's, it, it'll be back in about a year and a half or two, and you go through the dance one more time. But it is not a pressure washer blown off uh, material. It's just give it a bath, you know, just like you or I would or washing our car. So the, peop- the people that do it professionally just use a bleach solution or something sim- similar to a bleach. Well, that's what changes it. Basically, they'll be up there for four hours. The first three hours are basically washing the roof and everything's still kind of black. And then in the last part, they basically bleach this thing and let it sit for a while. And then they rinse it off and, and then you wind up with the, the black gone. Uh, so it's, uh, it's like painting. It's a regular painting process. If you don't do the first three hours right, the last one hour of, you know, effective change won't stick. So they, you know, because if you just bleach it, it'll turn white, but you still have that same topsoil residue sitting up there in those granules and it's just going to come back in four months instead of a year in four months. Okay. Well, thank you so much, sir. And uh, you stay safe. Thanks, Al. You too. God bless. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Uh, next up, let's see what's happening here with my friend Danny. Hey, Danny Scott Mosby here. Uh, how can I help you, my friend? Oh, i am uh, got a plumbing project going on, and it involves a uh, set of toilet on a floor that was uh, not quite level and oh. put some ceiling around it, uh, some mm-hmm. caulking, and it held pretty good for a few months. But now there's a little bit of water seeping out around it, and... Uh, a guy told me something about you could buy a a wax ring or a gasket that's kind of designed for remodeling purposes when you have a floor that's uh, not quite level. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you could point me the right direction in that because I went to a couple uh, local hardware stores and, and talked to them, and, and they look at me like I've got uh, uh, an eye in the middle of my forehead or something, and like <laughs> I come from another planet. And I'm like, well, there's got to be something because – you know, there's a ton of people do remodeling jobs, and let's face right. it, on these older homes and this and that, you're going to have floors that uh, are not real desirable, and, and you got to get it leveled up. Is there a product that when I go and 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 try and track this down that uh, I can say, hey, this is what I need? Well, this is one of those things of, you know, the screw is a dollar and the $49 of knowing which direction to turn the screw is worth, you know, the $49 in, indeed. It's, it's so it's the, in the hands of an expert. Uh, a plumber will shim a toilet. Number one, your, your wax ring has failed. So there's a beeswax donut that goes on the bottom of your toilet that makes up a, a, a sealed joint from that porcelain toilet to a cast iron or plastic uh, pipe fitting and that once the toilet rocks and starts moving that beeswax seal breaks and so you have a failed joint the toilet has to come off the old beeswax um, gasket or donut has to come off and then if you have an unleveled floor 
basically what happens a, a plumber want you know plumb level and square p-l-u-m-b plumb carpenters call it plumb which means straight up and down uh, plumber means you want stuff you know to flow in the right direction so they'll set the toilet and they might shim it on the left or the right to plumb it up level so that when they set that wax ring it goes down and then it may get grouted with a ceramic tile grout or some cementitious material and when it's all finished then it gets caulked on the outside really or not depending on whether you get a good seal but in your case I would not caulk that toilet I would shim it to the proper level Uh, but number one when that toilet comes off be prepared for surprises because when you get water down underneath the toilet around that horn as they call it which is the plastic or, or, or cast iron fitting uh, sometimes you get plywood that rots, and that's when the big buck starts because now you have to pull in a carpenter to cut out the plywood and nail stuff on, and hopefully it's accessible from the basement below and all that. But the bottom line is um, there are, there are uh, wax rings. There are extended wax rings, wax rings with a horn, which basically comes with a funnel built into it for things like this. But if you have an unlevel floor, call a plumber. You know, it... it he's dealing with the same $5 gasket you and I buy, but the outcome is completely different because he knows, you know, he holds his cheek just right, winks with the other eye, and the seal happens. Well, luckily it was just, uh, the toilet was just put down with, I say, within the last year, and it was on, it was all uh, newer stuff underneath, so, and the leak has just recently developed, so hopefully we don't have much damage underneath there, and I just, uh, I didn't know if there was just a product that, that was uh, catered to that but uh yes it is but in the hands of you and me you know it's yeah. just in a box and it's probably going to bring the same result but you get one of those trained plumbers and, and they set you know in in 250 work days in a year those guys set 500 toilets they know what makes a good seal okay. and what doesn't so it's uh, even though even though i know what i'm doing setting a toilet if i had a problematic one you know hello mr plumber come set this puppy so i get this done once Okay, well, I've got the plumber coming out in the next couple of weeks to uh, relaunch, run a yeah. water line, and uh, while he's here doing the water line, I'll take that up there and, and bounce it off of him and see if he's got some ideas. And I was hoping it was a simple fix maybe that I could take care of this weekend, but it sounds like just leave it in the hands of a professional. Yeah, I, I would say you, there's a 50-50 chance that you do, but I'm telling you what, that that uh, beeswax uh, donuts, those things are really a handful. So I'd, I'd leave it, okay. especially if you've got a plumber. Just give them a call and say, hey, I, I want you to pull a p- toilet and reset it, and here's what I've okay. got so they can show up with the right, uh, you know, wax rings. All right. Thank you so much, Scott. Good luck, Danny. I think you'll get this fixed in the hands of a pro. All right. Take care. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX, and indeed, for those of you that are inclined that like pulling and setting toilets three times, that's how I learned to do it, and yet, finally, where I am in a stage of life, when I want this thing to happen the first time, you know, hello, Mr. Plumber, come stick this thing once because I really don't want to call you back next week or the week after, you know, and, and you have to tell them. I've got floor leveling issues. The toilet's been rocking a little bit. I need a lot, you know, so that they can bring their magic because sometimes they're not everything fits on the truck. There's a difference between the size of a plumbing truck and a plumbing warehouse. Hard to put wheels on a plumbing warehouse and bring it all to you. But the reason those plumbers cost so much is because they try to, and they are carrying sometimes 
20, $30,000 worth of parts just trying to anticipate what you might need when you call. Anyway, phone lines here on KMOX, 314-436-7900, 436-7900, toll-free 800-925-1120. Thanks to Randy Pintano of Helitech coming in here on first hour. Uh, had a really sketchy liftoff, uh, a funky internet connection for me broadcasting remotely here from home. So anyway, it is what it is. This is the shape of where we are today, and I'm just glad to be here with you on KMOX. I'll be right back for more after this. All right, back together, wrapping up our two afternoon time on KMOX. A little chill bit nip in the air. We're sneaking around to uh, the winter time coming up shortly. We went uh, pretty quickly right there. Uh, phone lines for you, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Let's talk with my friend Bob and see what's cooking. Hey, Bob, Scott Mosby here. How can I help? Uh, give me a minute to wake up. I've been on the phone for a while. That's what I understand. Thank you for your patience. No, I'm, I'm joking. Yeah, I appreciate your service. Um, yes, I have a house that's about 30 years old, 1,500 square feet, and originally it had a gable vent in each end. It had a vent over the garage. Okay. Um, my question is, I had a roof put on it 10 years ago. They installed four static vents in the roof. Is there a conflict between the two? Um. A little bit, uh, but they what they did is they added up your gable vents or they identified that you're underventilated in the center and they added up and, and added what needed to happen at that point. Uh, do you have an overhang on your house and any gable inlets for venting down low? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, originally, I have, gable, I have no two-foot overhang. And then they originally drilled holes between the rafters when they built the uh, house. Okay. Well, frankly, you're in pretty good stead because uh, uh, I think that's a pretty good system. Your gable vents, as long as they're fed from your overhang, those gable vents are pretty much at the top part of the roof. Those static vents, are, for those of you listening, they're those square metal things sticking up about two inches on a roof, kind of look like a bump on a roof. They're square now. Um, and those typically have about a square foot or one and a half square feet of what's called free airspace or FAS, as you'll see on the specs. Specifications. I think you're good. I think you're good, Bob. But it sounds like they did some math, added a few, um, and they're using your overhang. So this is pretty much the same type of a performance that a ridge vent would deliver because you've got your gable vents up high, and then they added some pan vents or, or static vents up in the places where you needed a little more airflow. Uh, somebody did the math, in my opinion. Very good. Thank you. Yeah, no, no harm, no foul. Sounds like you had a pretty good roofer in there that uh, paid attention. I mean, and that, and I do measure roofers that way because ventilation is part of roofing. If you just ignore that and you just sell a roof, you're not really making it work. You're just, you know, selling a roof. So I, I, I applaud you. It sounds like you had a good service there. All right, home. Let's see what's cooking up next. Uh, let's go to Dan. Hey, Dan Scott Mosby, how can I help you, Mo Frere? Hey, good afternoon, Scott. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, hey, I was wondering. We had some painters in doing some work at the house, and I, I in the in the interim, I was took off some wallpaper in the uh, main bathroom, and I used one of those little tools that kind of punches holes into it. Oh. And I was speaking to her about, you know, potentially painting that bathroom as well. And she said, well, 
that's probably not the way you should have done it. And <laughs> so I'm looking looking for some suggestions on how how to move forward. If I do it myself, what would you recommend? Should I sand it down? Should I? What should I do? Uh, sand it down and skim it, uh, and, because the issue is, um, I forget what they call them, those t- paper tigers, or uh, basically, yeah. it's a cowboy spur that rolls up and down the the wall, and it does penetrate vinyl wall covering. The concept of it is you poke the hole in the vinyl wall covering so that the paper remover can get in and release the bond on that wall cover good plan the problem is is that stuff goes through the vinyl pretty well anyway uh and once you mar uh pock put potholes you know and penetrate the paper of your drywall you have literally you know messed up the surface you've turned your nice smooth drywall into an asphalt driveway and so now you've got repair so anyway i would very definitely wash that wall down again make sure you get all that adhesive residue on because uh it's important to get that off i would flat sand it with probably uh a 200 grit sandpaper just knock the paper ticks off you know from those little uh, penetrations and then I'd go at it and just like you're filling a hole for hanging a picture only now you're filling thousands of those I would get a fairly uh, creamy uh, buttery consistency drywall cement and skim that with a broad blade for me you know that would be about a 15 inch wide blade Um, you know when I was younger I could do a 20 inch but now I can only muster enough to I've got the skills, but, you know, it takes a little bit pressure to bear to, to bring. And then you're going to have to sand it again and fix it and all. Uh, and you won't really know how good you have it until you primer that, because once you primer it, you then again will see the real blemishes and you go back and fix it again and primer it again. So, yeah, yeah that, those it's paper not, tigers not, are a mess. It's not real bad, but you said initially you used like a 200 grit. Yeah, paper. you're just... Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have to be smooth like the finished drywall, you know, where you get 220ish or something like that. Um but you're knocking the the ticks T I C K S off of the the paper where that spur got into that drywall. Okay. Terrific. Yeah. I knew you'd have the answer. Thank you, sir. Yeah, it's it's simple. It's not hard work. It just uh, labor intensive and you really almost have to go over it with a magnifying glass. So, there you yeah. go. Thanks, Scott. And, and use a really high quality, preferably an oil-based uh, primer to seal that wall. Because if you're going to paint it or whatever, you really want to seal the sins of the past, i.e. the acrylic wallpaper adhesive. From You can't ever quite get it all off. Okay. Super. All right. Thank you, sir. Okay, Dan. Take care. Thanks for the call. Be well. All right. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Lots of things happening here. Uh, I also want to reinvite you again, unmasking the hidden truths about home reality shows. Home reality shows. I turn on TV, they do the bathroom in a day, and what's that about? And they do it for $4,000? Well, how much do the sponsors put in? Sponsors? Who pays for that? How much did you pay for the well, the labor was free because that's also donated by the contractor who's donating for this TV show. So the hidden truth behind reality shows. And one of the things that um, I challenged, you know, one of the big ones at, at the home show some years ago, I said, what's with the pricing? And he said, well, we try to stay out of that because pricing even around the country, we can't do pricing because even the prices in the Northeast, Southwest, North, South, the Pacific, Northwest, 
all those prices are different because of where the materials are and, you know, whatever the labor rates are. So anyway, the hidden truths about remodeling reality shows, and that's going to be a Facebook Live event uh, put on by my hut, Mosby Building Arts, from 3 to 3.30, and that's October 30th. Uh, so sign up for that if you'd like it. Call Mosby.com, C-A-L-L. MOSBY.com for memories like mine I shortened up MosbyBuildingArts.com which you can put in as well but it's just callmosby.com anyway KMOX home improvement Scott Mosby at your service I will return after this all right back together home improvement wrapping up hour one here stay tuned an afternoon of experts and fun here on KMOX lots to talk about excuse me let's go to the phone line and let's see what's cooking here uh Marley Oh, excuse me. Let's go to Marlene. Hey, Marlene, good afternoon. Welcome to CAMWAX. How can I help? Uh, I was wondering if there's any value to having a mudjacker come out to fill a void under my driveway. I went out there when it was raining, and the rain comes down the driveway, and then it kind of disappeared, <laughs> disappeared into the seam between the slabs. Uh, yes, there is likewise regrading the soil because the water really shouldn't get to the concrete. It should be handled by a swale or a very slight indentation in the soil, uh, which is kind of a, another word for a ditch. A swale is just a very imperceptible dip in the soil. Anyway, the soil should keep the water going where it needs to. If it makes it to your driveway, you know, that that's just kind of the wrong place for the water flow to be, frankly. Um, so, I, yes. The reason I went out there is because I looked at my driveway. My garage had a car that was not in use, and when mm-hmm. I pulled it out, the um, my floor in the driveway was all cracked up. Yeah, yeah. So, um, with this, I mean, I'm going to, should I have my garage floor looked at or my driveway? Uh, both of them. I would definitely have them come out and take a look at either. Uh, if you have a cracked up floor, generally they can't slab jack, slab level, or raise concrete if you have a whole bunch of cracks in it. So you need a pretty okay. solid big plate for them to be able to use that tool and technology to lift it up. But uh, surely they'd be glad. It, they may be able to help one or the other or both. So I'd give them a call. Okay. I have since then. I have filled these cracks with that. Um, that filler that rubberized filler mm-hmm. yeah hoping to keep some of the water out from out of going underneath my driveway very good very good yeah that caulk the urethane caulk is it, that's yeah. the effective way to go okay wonderful yeah. thank right. you good job marlene way to be on all top of it all right all righty bye uh next up let's go to my friend tom hey tom good afternoon welcome to camwex if we can sneak you all in here before we have to go scott mosby Hi, how can i help Hi, Scott. Thanks for picking me up, and thanks for your service. Um, yeah. I live in a, uh, we live in a house that's about six and a half years old, and uh, coming down the front steps, the walkway to the driveway, it's an exposed aggregate, and uh, there's a crack in it, and it's not very big, but it, you know, it looks like that's the beginnings of it maybe uh, sinking there or something. So I was wondering if that polyjacking is something you can do like way in advance to prevent something because i know how expensive concrete work is it's just prohibitive (laughs) oh yeah i i would definitely because that little crack 
uh, it's not the leader, it's the follower. So you're already having some movement issues, uh, which means there's a void under that concrete, which means that the concrete leveling will work or can work in this situation. If you leave it alone unchecked, then you'll get more and more and more cracks to a point where they can't, you know, slab level it. So preventive maintenance and, you know, the polyjacking is a perfect way to kind of get that concrete tip back the right way and get another 20, 30 years out of it. That's what I was hoping. Now, my problem is, this is very frustrating. Uh, I've I've listened to your show before all the time, and, you know, uh, they said, you know, you always say call Helitech. Well, we live in St. Charles, and they told us they won't come out here. Do you have any? I mean, they got, they're advertising there in five states. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't they come to St. Charles? Do you have any idea? Uh, might have been so busy. It truly, when when things were really raining for a while, I'd give them a call back and see because uh, there are uh, we've been through such weird times with this whole COVID thing that uh, typically they try to geographically um, uh, have a rep in an area to you know just to be good for mileage and environmental issues and you know all that kind of stuff. I'd give them a call again. I I think uh, I'd be surprised if they wouldn't come out and see you. Okay. Yeah, we appreciate it. So, okay. Thanks a lot for your help. Yeah. You bet, Tom. Take care. Bye now. And and indeed, uh, likewise, the world has just been flipped upside down. Things that I thought would never happen have happened. I mean, golly. Uh, So anyway, uh, give it a try again. Persistence pays in in my world, certainly in remodeling. Uh, So anyway, I think that's an important part. Uh, Let's go next up and see what's happening with Teresa. Hey, Teresa, Scott Mosby here. How can I help? Hi, how are you? Thanks for taking my call. Yes, ma'am. So we had to have some uh, drain pipe put in our basement uh, mm-hmm. because of a drain issue outside. Anyway, they dug probably a 60 or 70-foot trench in our basement. Yep. And uh, about 12, 18 inches wide. Anyway, they put concrete in. Uh, they dug up the concrete, put the drain in, the pipe in, and then uh, covered it up. We have so much dust in our basement. We tried a, a wet vac uh, to get up the dust. We even, you know, tried to mop. you have any ideas on how we can get that dust up? From yeah, yeah. The the, it it's the same as a new house, even Teresa. So this is not d- concrete does dust. So you need to seal that concrete, and you can seal that floor. Uh, it doesn't have to be anything special, but any kind of a coat. I mean, you can seal it with floor wax for your kitchen floor as well. Anything to put a membrane between the the um, you know the concrete and the house. So I wouldn't worry too much about it, but seal that concrete and seal the whole floor if you can. It, it, you just have the newest stuff dusting most. That's all. So all right. anyway, that's my answer there, Teresa. Good luck. And, and if you have issues with that, uh, you can go to a, a wholesale concrete uh, supply thing like a New Way NU dash D W A Y or something like that. So anyway, just seal that concrete. Thanks for joining. I'll see you next week here on Camo X.